3: I want to have them answered immediately.
2: Or just want to learn about all things automotive.
4: Hey, how exactly does a track rear end on a Plymouth work?
2: It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio
0: starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Larry Unger, of course, answering phones for us. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Kent and Judy T from Novus Autoglass in Sterling with us today. So, Good morning. Pull those mics up tight. Good morning. Because otherwise my, my voice
5: <laughs> Good morning.
0: echoes back around because... Um, I'm that guy. I'm that loud guy. Are you? Pretty much.
5: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: So if you got auto glass questions today, especially ask. We haven't had Kent on with us for... Quite some time in several months now, and usually there's tons of questions when it comes to auto glass. We'll get some of the basic ones answered as we go through today. But if you've got other specific questions where you just want to know whatever the case, let us know, and we will get those answered today as well. Don't forget, daylight saving time starts tonight, so set the clocks ahead. You spring forward, which means you effectively lose an hour of sleep, although tomorrow's Sunday. Most of you will make up for that anyway, so I never figured out why it's such a big deal. But for some, it is. Just the way it is.
5: <laughs> you could be late for church.
0: You could be late for <laughs> church. That's right. You don't want to be late. So uh, also, the question of the day. Now, yes, Napa is one of our great sponsors, and we love them dearly. And I will tell you, they're my first shop, you know, first stop shopping for most everything we need. I know it's the same for Kent and Judy. It's just who we buy things from. It's not because they're our sponsor. It's just kind of the way I've always done it. They've been my go-to for years, since I was a kid even. And it's just one of those places I've always bought you know, things from. And they have a lot of tools and a lot of consumables and so on. But the question of the day, because there are times where either they don't have it, it's not in stock, or you just don't want to pay the high price. And you'll know what I mean by this question when I ask it. So the question of the day today, and it's not to step on anyone's toes, NAPA's especially, but what is your best harbor freight deal? <laughs> A lot of folks won't even shop there. I was one of those guys for a long, long time. Because Harbor Freight, for the most part, and for the longest time, I will just say straight up, was absolute junk. I wouldn't even enter into the door. Because it was just like, nothing in here is worth owning. That's changed. It's not that way any longer. Now, some things that you get there, they're one-off use. You know, It's a one-time use. And you know, you know that that's all you're going to use it for. And once you're done with it, you're going to probably throw it in the trash and move on. And that, that's why you're not spending a lot of money. On the same token... There's been some things of late to whereby, for example, the snap-on high-end blue-point jack, floor jack, that's made in China, that Harbor Freight's is made in China, it is the exact same jack at Harbor Freight that it is off the tool truck. Wow! Instead of $1,000 on the tool truck, it's $275 at Harbor Freight. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. What kind of hidden secrets do you know Are there, and and I'll throw this in even on the Napa side. Maybe there's a hidden secret with a Napa tool or something along those lines. I don't want to take anything away from them, any way, shape, or form. And I, but yet I know that the reality is some people are just going to buy certain consumables at certain places. And if you're one of those, what is it? I don't buy a lot at Harbor Freight, but I will tell you that yes, uh, in my home shop, I'm somewhat cheap and I'm not doing the same quality that I was doing in my auto shops. And I will buy some consumables. At Harbor Freight, gloves, uh, roll-off discs, uh, cutting wheels, things along those lines, because the price is second to none. And, yes, I will buy some of those things there. Is it the same quality you're getting at other places? Of course not. But for what I'm doing, it still gets the job done at the end of the day. So that's the question of the day, 303-477-5600. Bill and Centennial, you're next
6: to answer your question uh i buy you guys were talking in the earlier show about your lawn furniture outside yes 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 i buy
7: tarps at uh, those vinyl tarps oh, good idea cuz they're cheap and i cover up my outdoor furniture with that and i buy microfiber towels
0: good ones you know,
6: the little microfiber towels you yep. use you know yeah. on your car maybe
0: for polishing and you stuff like that use them like all that. around the house for all sorts of things so yes
6: yeah, well, good. That's my thing. Hey, I got a question. I talked to you last week about I bought that 22 GMC
7: Acadia, and I wanted a Moroni sticker. Yeah, And you're there, one of the sponsors Justin, there. He sent it to me, but I don't know if he told you. It's all in French.
0: It's all in French. Yeah, and I asked him about that. That's probably how that vehicle came, because that's the only Moroni available.
7: Is that right? That is so correct. Because that, that was, conversa- real quick for everybody listening, English, right? that
0: was a Canadian-sold vehicle, and most likely it was ordered that way at that dealer, and that's mm-hmm. how it came, and that is the only Monroney that they can find for it.
6: Well, that's ironic, because I bought the Acadia in Michigan.
0: Well, it I came from it must, Canada.
7: Yeah, it must have come across
6: the yeah, border. Yeah, it must have come
0: across the border. There. Yep.
7: Okay. So no help there. I just No, you're not.
0: I don't, I don't know that there's an English one available, Bill. So learn French. Get a translator. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Bill. Appreciate your phone call, by the way. And, yep, that is one of those where uh, it it is in – I saw it for myself from my own two eyes. I can't read a single word on it. It's all in (laughs) French. I have no idea what it says. Jerry and Greeley, what's going on?
8: I was just um, hoping to get a recommendation for windshield scrapers.
0: Oh, good question. For, like, scraping ice?
8: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well Good in my opinion, there's only one snow scraper to buy. And you get it at Napa and it's a wood handled, it's it looks cheesy, but it works as well as anyone out there. It's nice and lightweight. I hate the big heavy Scrapers. I have none of those in any of my cars. I buy the wood-handled. It's They're usually black or red, depending upon what time of the year it is and what Napa has in stock. I think right now they're black. But I buy them for my shop by the case, actually, because they're pretty inexpensive, Jerry. But they're a wood handle. They've got a bristle brush at the end just kind of sticking out of the wood itself. And they've got a nice scraper that will not scratch the glass and they work extremely well. They're lightweight. They fit underneath the seat of the car, which I also like because they're easy to kind of pack away and always have with you. And they're not very much money. Are they a plastic scraper? They're a plastic scraper, yes. Yeah, that's
9: probably the best.
0: Yep. And they work fantastic, Jerry. And they're cheap. And they're cheap.
8: Well, and I've, I've always wondered if there's a difference, if if there might be a really hard plastic that could actually scratch the car There
0: can be, yes.
5: And there's okay. things you grab um, not thinking that really scratch it so be so careful don't do what that. you grab don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't,
0: don't use the, don't use the uh, metal spatula from <laughs> the, the, the kitchen yeah, or the pop can <laughs> in the back end
8: <laughs> well and i've always wondered about the brass bladed scrapers
0: <laughs> i don't like those either That'd be a little harsh yeah, yeah they don't. work but the plastic ones are the way to go and yeah. and, a, and that one you got to be careful with as well because there are some heavy plastic ones that if you're not careful, they can scratch the glass as well. You, I, that's why I, I like the NAPA ones. They're nice. They're lightweight. You know they're not going to scratch the glass. Are they as robust as some of the other windshield scrapers that are out there? No, but frankly, I don't want them so robust because I don't want to damage the glass.
5: And And you need to watch. I mean, they do wear out too, so when you get one that's starting to... You know, show a spot on the window, get rid of it, and get a new one.
0: I mean, Jerry, I'm talking about these at Napa are like, I don't know, five bucks or something. They're not that much I money. They're, four, they're cheap. They're I mean, cheap. They, literally, you could buy two or three of them just have them around the house. And, have, you know, I use them for all sorts of things. They're great.
8: Sure. Okay. Is there time for me to toss in a sure. comment. comment? Go right ahead. Uh, last week's show, towards the end of the show, there was some discussion about Air Tags. which yes. you know, I'm, I'm I'm almost computer illiterate. I, I don't know about this stuff, but that, that's some sort of like a homing beacon. Or a yeah. So AirTag
0: thing. is a device that Apple came out with. There's another device called um, called Tile. They're similar in the way they work. Tile was out way before the uh, the the Apple version of that same device. And essentially, all they are is little devices. They're in, uh, in Apple's case. There's even little key rings and things they make now that you can buy. But essentially, it's a little disc about the size of a nickel, not much bigger than that. Between a nickel and a quarter is about all the bigger they are. And essentially, you register that with your phone. If you're an Apple user, of course. If you're not an Apple user, they're not going to work. So if you're an Apple user, you register that with your phone. And once it's registered, you will see on a map at any given time where that AirTag is at.
8: Well, a friend of mine up here, he... um he had several thousand dollars worth of valuables stolen out of his vehicle, and he had one of these, okay. these AirTag gizmos um, attached to some of the some of the mm-hmm. belongings. So he was able to basically determine where where his belongings had gone. There you
0: to. go. And then you call the police and tell them where it's at, and that's what I would do.
8: Well, he did, and and this is the really shocking part. To me the police came, and they said that they couldn't rely on that 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 wasn't
0: that's a bunch of b s
8: <laughs> yeah that that they couldn't you know that like they couldn't kick in the door based on that and uh they they said they really couldn't even get a warrant with that so uh, they they told him the best they could do was li- and what they did they literally just knocked on the door and asked these people if they had stolen, well, stolen which is them. lame, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, almost unbelievable.
0: But. Well, and I hate to say that's where the police are doing a disservice to the public, and the public is taking matters into their own hands, and that's not going to have a good result either. So the police departments need to step up and figure out how to make that work. Because when you've got an air tag and it's registering at that device, or you know, at that location, that needs that that's legislation or something that needs change. Because it's a pretty good indication that's where it's at. I mean, those things are within a fe- a few feet of knowing where things are, Jerry, and I'm not exaggerating. I use I track my luggage when I travel. I've got an AirTag on my luggage, so I know where my luggage is at all times, and I know if it gets lost where it's at.
5: That's a good idea. Do they make them for Android, too, or just...
0: The tiles will work for Android. So tile if you're an Android user, AirTags if you're an Apple user. They both do roughly the same thing.
5: Okay.
8: Well, and I mean, I, you know, in my friend's case, I, I know he's totally honest and truthful, but I can't imagine a situation where some prankster or some crazy person would... You know, set something up like like the equivalent of the swatting fad that was going on for a while?
0: You know, um, people, yes. If, if people don't know so what swatting is, it's where you call in a false report of some illegal activity going on at a house, either a kidnapping a rape somebody's got a gun you name it you can call in all sorts of things and there's really no way to verify through 911 that that's really going on and depending upon the situation how erratic the person on the phone might sound police will show up and in some cases kick down the door and people have died from that by the way Jerry so again the police saying they can't go in because of an air tag yet they'll go in on a SWAT call makes no de- or swatting call I don't get that Well I just thought I'd share that And really quick I did look up too cuz I want to make sure that I was I was correct in this AirTags are claiming that they are compatible with both. So, I, you know, I'm not an Android user, so that's something I would have to look and check But and or go to one of the Apple stores and ask. But it looks like now the AirTags will work with either.
8: Hmm. All righty. Well, thanks. Thanks for all the advice.
0: You're very welcome, Jerry. Appreciate the phone call as well. Jeff in Western Montana, hang tight. We'll come right back and take your call. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560.
10: Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the 3s or 4s? Well, your wait is over. Take aim affordable interest mortgage. With a 321 buy down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913 with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720 500 3-to-1 buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500 Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720 500 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change.
3: Choosing Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center almost 20 years ago? was one of the best decisions we ever made for our pets. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know it's a busy time of the year for all of us, but it's no reason to forget about our pets. Our pets are a part of our family, and they need their checkups and preventative care just as we humans do. Whether a pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are the foundation of our pets' overall health. Depending on your pet's age, a preventative care visit will include the basics, such as an exam and vaccinations, diet and weight management, and parasite preventatives. But it could also involve a spay or neuter discussion, microchipping, concerns about house training or behavior issues. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical team will take the time to get to know your pet and address the concerns you have about your pet's care. It's what your pet deserves, and it's good medicine. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, boarding, grooming, behavior training, pet foods, or pet care products, you'll find it at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the place where my pets go. Call today, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And don't forget to visit their website at LoneTreeVet.com.
2: as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products at BGfindashop.com. That's BGfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG.
0: Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, And show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website drive-radio.com.
3: Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
0: Okay. All right. The air tags. We were just talking through the break because... The, the, so this has been a hot topic here now for a couple of weeks, so Jerry, thank you for that. And I've got one with me today. I actually always have one with me because I track my briefcase at all times because if that was to ever come up missing, I've got you know things in it that I just don't want all over creation because my life's in that briefcase, basically. So, yeah, I track my briefcase at all times with one of the AirTags. I was just showing can judy larry charlie what these look like in my case i've got a little rubber key ring that it actually goes in i just slip this in my bag and hook it onto a loop in there and it's just always there i never have to worry about it don't think about it uh th- these can be used to track your vehicle you could actually glue one of these to the underside of the dash where nobody would even know it's there uh now larry uh, uh real quick and jeff hang tight uh charlie also asked well what if you're worried about somebody tracking you there's actually receiving-type devices out there to where you could run around your vehicle and determine, is somebody tracking you? And if you're you know a a lady and you've got an ex-husband, ex-boyfriend, something along those lines, or even a guy, and you're worried about that, and you're worried about somebody, an employer or whatever, somebody that's tracking you that you're like, wait a minute, am I being tracked or not? You could actually take one of the little receiving devices, the pickup devices, if you would. It seems very high-tech, but they're not that expensive anymore, and you literally can just kind of scan Mm -hmm. all the different things that you have to determine is, because this is sending, what I'm holding in my hand right now is sending a signal out at all times, because my phone can pick that up, and actually, the way these Air Tags work is it's not like it's a GPS honing device where there's some satellite picking this up. This just uses everybody else's phones that are around it, and as soon as it picks up, hey, I'm nearby, it knows where that is and that's how it gets registered up and it's always picking up the people that are around that can figure out where this is and again, I I could get super technical, I won't, but essentially it works off of everybody else's phones not mine.
5: Not yours. Does
0: that make sense?
9: What happens if it's in an area without any phones
0: around? It'll just pick up wherever the last place was that it registered. Okay. So if, if it's in a warehouse where there's been no one around it, but keep in mind, typically what happens is Once somebody is around, so we'll use the luggage, for example. They put the luggage in a big warehouse. Well, somebody, and everybody has a phone on them. I don't care who you are. The airplane folks have got a phone on them. So they've got the phone on them. They've placed the luggage. It's the last place it was set, and they walk away. Well, it knows that was the last place it was set. So it doesn't have to have anybody else near it to continue to register to know this is where it's at. It just knows. It sends it to the cloud and says, this is where I was. Okay. Okay. Make sense? Then the next now, if somebody along. came by without a phone or anything and grabbed it and moved it, yeah, you wouldn't know in that particular okay. case. But, again, yeah. in this day and age, there's just not too many people running around that don't have a phone on them.
5: Well, I, I just got a message from one of my kids, and they have one in their daughter's backpack. There you go. And that would be an excellent
0: Oh, Well, I have idea. numerous ones. I have one in my bag, all of my luggage that I travel with. I've got a backpack I travel with. Uh, we're going to put one on the dog. Um, you know, again, these are all sorts of little uses you can use yeah. just for a grand, just to kind of determine what's going on. So, Jeff in Western Montana, you're up. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, and, Jeff.
6: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, my daughter and son-in-law are uh, in Cairo at the embassy there, and uh, they use them for international travel, so it's not. Not just no, yeah. If you, there's a okay. phone,
0: you, to your point, Jeff. You, you, again, there are very few places in the entire world where someone doesn't have a phone.
11: Yeah.
5: All right. Yeah, where
6: well, you don't have a network available. Correct. Um, and also, uh, in the earlier segment, you talked about uh, chemical clean, chemicals for cleaning, and you talked that said you're not a chemist or you did not know about mixing things. Exactly. I, I'm not a chemist either. I did not play one on TV. I have not stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. But uh, I uh, do know that the three chemicals you never want to mix in any combination are bleach, ammonia, and vinegar. True. You just,
0: those are the three you just stay yep. away from. Stay away from those. You're pretty <laughs> good. And there's some things cl- you, you don't want to mix with chlorine as well, Jeff. I know that also from having a, you know, a pool and hot tub and things like that. There's also things you don't mix with chlorine.
6: Right, which is the bleach, sodium hypochlorite. Correct. Uh, you put that if you put that in ammonia together, you generate uh, uh, mustard gas from World War One. And so, you know, it, that was driven home to me when I was a teenager and in, in my first job in uh, in a hospital. So, you know, when you're mixing your cleaning stuff, do not do this. Yeah. you will die. Yeah. So, yeah, that was yeah pretty, and I would probably say, hard. given
0: that I'm on air, best bet, don't mix anything unless you know exactly what you're doing, otherwise you could end up with problems. So my advice is, just don't mix unless you really know what it is and what you're doing.
6: Right. So, uh, I came actually came up with a second question, Boss, It's the first question that I called in for, and that's, uh, I replaced the struts on my sport track. Okay. And, uh, It had been clunking, and when I uh, went to replace the struts, I noticed that uh, there was one stabilizer link that was just gone. It had busted off, and uh, that's where the clunking was coming from. But at uh, 200,000 miles, the struts needed replacing, and I just got them as a unit. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I put the new – and I got new stabilizer links as well. I think I texted you about that. Yeah, and I told you Um, just do
0: both. If you're going to do those, do them in a pair.
6: Yeah, I just did all four, actually. Good, good. Um, yeah, because they were so cheap, it, was, it wasn't extendable as far as I was concerned. But what I noticed was that the ears on the stabilizer bar, three of the four ears appear to be bent, and I didn't get the seating I thought I would get with the rubber grommets. And so, uh, I put them in anyway, because I need to have the, I to take it, you know, being up in 60, 70 miles from the nearest uh, alignment repair shop, Uh, that uh, is there's a bit is there any way to correct that bent ear on a stabilizer link a bar or is that something that you just have to replace
0: yeah that's going to be tough
6: yeah it seemed like they were pretty thick metal and trying to bend it up was going to be pretty much of a chore but is it, is it okay just to put the stabilizer link in them with a the little bit and the rubber will just take up the slack yes. and it will be okay? That's or? what
0: I would do on that on that okay. mileage, yes. I don't think it's worth buying a stabilizer for, Jeff.
6: Okay. All right, that's good to know because I, I do have a permanent alignment at the shop and I'm going to take it in next week and have them take a look and uh, make sure that I didn't forget to do anything. Um, and, and for anybody out there who's thinking of doing that, buy them with the already installed in the coil buy them as a, as a strut unit rather than as a individual i,
0: I would buy them as a unit um, if it were me yes
6: the price was i think actually cheaper or within a couple of dollars i mean it was amazing uh and and just uh and the ease of doing it that way i mean it wasn't easy but uh but the ease of doing it was i think probably an order of magnitude. So. Um, and is there anything to do with the old ones other than just recycle
0: them as, as metal? Just recycle them as metal unless you've got some other you know creative thing you can cut weld <laughs> change I otherwise they're going in the scrap metal bin
6: yeah that's kind of what I thought uh, just,
0: uh, I don't know of any other sure. uses yard art yeah that, yeah there you go <laughs> y- yard <laughs> Take a little art. robot out yeah. of it or yeah. something yeah. I don't know yeah I mean you had enough of them I guess but yeah you know, I think most shops Jeff they're just yeah. going in the scrap metal.
6: Yeah, maybe I'll just kind of make some little springy units around my
5: fire
0: pit. There you go. Sit on
5: there. there you flower go. Flower garden, flower garden. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, so, you know, yeah, as you know, there's all sorts of people that repurpose things. I'm, I, I'm frankly just not that guy. I just have never had the time to sit around and go through the scrap bin and pick out what I want to do and make something else out of it. I'm just not that guy, I not try, that creative.
9: I try not to be, but I have to be once in a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, sometimes you're <laughs> digging around to find something to fix something with, yeah, but that's another story.
5: Yes, or I find things I did want. you say you're gonna have a?
6: <laughs> did you say you're gonna have a glass guy on?
0: We have, right now, we've got him. Oh. They're with us. Kent and Judy are with us right now. That's who you hear talking.
6: Oh, oh okay, great. Um, and again, in the earlier segment, we talked about maybe using uh, magic erasers for different things, and i've I have used them on glass, windshields, and side glass. Um, to get rid of uh, stubborn things, is that a good idea to do though?
1: or Is that scratch
0: micro scratch glass? As long of- as there's yeah, no window tint up? on the inside, you would not want to use a magic eraser on your window tint. But if it's not a film coating of any kind, yeah, on just straight glass, Jeff, it'd be fine. Sure, no issues. No different than super fine steel wool. Yeah,
9: I think you would be
5: fine. I think it would take off bugs and stuff like that mm-hmm. too, and it just it clean a thing. It clean things up very nice. And,
0: yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with it at all. Yep.
6: Yep. Okay. I will continue to do so. That okay. a
0: lot. All right, Jeff, appreciate it very much. And there's a lot of folks out there, too. Before you all send this to me, yes, you can make your own magic eraser. I get it. It's just a form of insulation, and all Magic Eraser did was kind of cut them up to nice little rectangles and put them in boxes and so on. And, yes, you can buy that same material in bulk and make your own magic erasers if you want to. Again, half or whatever they are a piece and call it good because, no, I'm not buying a whole sheet of whatever to make my own because, again, I'm, I'm just – I'm not that guy. I just don't have time to do those things. Now, if you're somebody who's got a lot of time and you've got the ability to make your own magic erasers, then knock your socks off. I'm just, Again, it's just not who I am. I don't have time for that. So, yes, you can make your own. So, yes, Kent and Judy both are with us. Nova Sterling. If you've got any questions on auto glass, side glass, Is the glass laminated? How do you tell? We'll get into some of those things as we go through the show today. So give us a call, though. Any questions you've got, you can text us as well. The main line, 303-477-5600. You can text us at 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
2: If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go?
12: You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a 5-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that 5-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free 5-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers. So they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com extreme.
13: GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303 423 0162.
0: Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out of the norm vehicle? Or sorry, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I say the other one far too many times during the week. So, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Kent and Judy Hilferty from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling with us today. Uh, Mike, really quick, I'll get your call on the probably the question of the day. I've gotten lots of questions in on the air tags. So, you do not – we did a little research because I'm an iPhone guy, so I didn't know this. But you can use them with any platform. So, whether you're an Android user, an iPhone user, you could use them with either. There's an app that just works accordingly. And, yeah, you don't have to be an iPhone user to actually use the AirTags. Now, there's also another brand, and they were out prior to the AirTags, and that's called Tile. And I had some of the beta tiles way back in the day, and they worked similarly. I will tell you, though, after having some of those versus having the AirTags, the AirTags, I think, work better than the Tiles do, just my own personal opinion. And they're smaller. The AirTags are not – I just showed – uh, Kent and Judy and Larry and Charlie. You know, an airtight is just very, very small. Not that it's a big quarter deal. Quarter size. Yeah, quarter size <laughs> at best. I mean, you literally yeah. could glue them to whatever you wanted to on a permanent basis. Or they make little key chains. You can put them on a wallet. Uh, again, you can put these things wherever you want to track whatever devices you want to track. And they're pretty inexpensive. They're about 25 bucks a pop. And I, how long do they last? Honestly, I don't know. I'm guessing a couple of years Or more minimum? I mean, it's just the battery life that's in them. It's just how long the battery lasts, and that's how long they last. But that's how you can track different devices that you own, including your car, if you want. Mike and Littleton, you're next.
1: You know, you were talking about you go out and buy what you need when you need it. Yes. And sometimes, of course, we have to use what I call indigenous materials. But um, the difference between men and women is sort of exemplified by the difference between me and my wife. Like, I will spend $2.00 for a $1 item, if I really need it, my wife will spend $1 for a $2 item that she's never going to use, but it's on (laughs) sale. (laughs) Um,
0: I'm not (laughs) saying a word, Mike. I'm not (laughs) saying a word.
1: I have have likened trying to understand her as trying to know what color the letter 7 smells like.
0: The letter 7 smells like
1: trying to understand what color the letter 7 smells. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was going to tell you that many years ago, I I was doing a job and I needed some drill presses, and I bought three drill presses at Harbor Freight. And they have run literally hundreds of thousands of holes. Really? Now, are, are they as good as... As high-end drill presses, no, but they are good enough, and that's true of most of the hardware yeah. Freight tools. Yeah, and it, I, it, I think
0: that 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 was kind of the point I was making earlier as well. As yeah, you know, if you really want to, you know, if you're doing this for a living and you're requiring something to be a little more precise, and on and on we go, then yeah, go buy the high-end stuff from whatever tool dealer you want or Napa or whoever it happens to be, and knock your socks off. On the same token, if you're sort of a you know, weekend warrior and you're doing things to your point, Mike, and even thousands of holes later, it's still working. How is that not good enough?
1: Yeah, I I I'd say the weak link on them is their chucks and keys, um, and I've in, in all the all the holes I've run, and and I've got all the different sizes up to, up to the big production drill press. Uh, I've replaced one capacitor. That's it on the big one. Really? That's all I've done and, and 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 the punchline is that at the time I bought these, I paid sixty cents a pound for them. I mean, if you looked at how much iron and steel and motor and everything else was there, I paid $0.60 cents a pound for those drill presses. I couldn't buy bananas for that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good so, way of looking at it, by the way.
1: Yeah, and, and like I say, you know, they, they work really well. And I, um, what they've improved on tremendously from what was their weakest was their, was their power tools, their hand tools. Agreed. Their air, their air tools have always been pretty incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I can't complain about any of that, and and as you know, they've even got now their own line of of you know cordless tools and so on. And again, I got, I've, I don't own any of those, so I can't you know attest to how good or not they are because I don't own any of them.
1: I bought one. I bought a cordless chainsaw a while back, and it it's been wonderful. No 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 problem at all. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, their 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 power tools were their weak link, and their cordless power tools were were absolute garbage, but they've got done so well. Once upon a time, I was doing a job and I ran out of cutoff wheels, little four-inch cutoff wheels, and I said, "Oh God, I'm going to have to go to Harbor Freight. I better buy a lot more than I need because because they're going to wear out faster." They were the best cutoff wheels I'd ever used, mm-hmm. but. You can't guarantee that they're going to be the same next time. You no, buy them.
0: That, that's yeah. Thank you. That's the other issue I have with Harbor Freight is you, you, your consistency. So if you find something that you really like and you go home and it's like, oh, these are great, you better go back and buy more because next time around they may not be there. To your point, you got it. Have a good day. You're you're very welcome, Mike. And he brings up some great points. And again, not taking anything away from. You know, NAPA, our sponsor, and all the things they have and the consumables and so on. And if you want consistency and you know it's going to be the same every single time, and, in fact, if you're doing things on the production basis, yeah, you need to go to NAPA and do it correctly and do it that way. On the same token, for some of the weekend warriors where you're just doing something on an even a kind of one-off basis, do I have a problem with somebody buying something at Harbor Freight? No. Now, my issue, at times, there's been some a lot of um, videos and articles and even things on this, on Harbor Freight, where you have to be careful. Some of their safety items, jack stands and others, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of. And you really got to watch what you're buying there because some of their stuff there, I would not crawl underneath some of their jack stands. But they've got a, and, and like anybody else, they have a a range in the product line where they've kind of got the good, better, best as well. So some of their some of those items, no, I would not buy. Some of the other items, tarps, things like that, even. We had a caller earlier talking about that. Yeah, I've bought that stuff from there before, bungee cords, things like that. Have I bought that stuff at
9: Harbor Freight? Absolutely, I have. I've, I've always avoided them just for the quality pro- It's not like problems.
0: it used to be because I was the same way. I avoided them almost like the plague, and anytime somebody would come in and say, well, I got such and such at Harbor Freight, I'd sort of snicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're, they're not really that way anymore. There, There is some stuff that... That is, I mean, some of their items, it's like this is, you can look at it even. It's like this is as cheesy as yeah. it gets, and I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. There's other devices where, you know, I, for example, had a computer that I had to fix, and to get this computer apart, you had to put big suction cups on the front of the computer screen, much like you guys would use in the auto glass world. But I didn't want to go out and spend all the big money for these big fancy mm-hmm. suction cups and so on. I just needed a one-time use. So went to Harbor Freight, spent a few bucks, bought the suction cups I needed, Got the glass off, did what and I needed to did. do on the computer, put everything back together. Off I went. Did it work out fine? Yeah, now would I use those to pick up a windshield? No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't rely on them in that case. But to do what I was doing in that particular case, did they work fine? Sure. So, again, just know kind of what you're getting into and what you're doing and and base it off of that. But in some cases, I used that example of the jack earlier. Uh, in that case, you're buying the exact same jack from Harbor Freight you're buying from Snap-on. Is identical. In fact, Snap-on tried suing Harbor Freight, lost. Harbor Freight can now still sell that same jack that you're getting off the tool truck for 1000 bucks. It's under 300 on Harbor Freight, wow. at Harbor Freight. So just a few examples there. And, again, if you've got some, uh, even like our last caller, let us know, and, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll share those with everybody else listening as well. We'll get into some windshield tips here in a minute as well, so don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
11: That's 303 right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560
0: again. Kent and Judy Hilferti from uh, Nova's Auto Glass up in Sterling is with us today. And sorry, I was just looking through some of the different things online because one of the things that Judy was asking me a moment ago about Harbor Freight is, you know, do they have like nitri- nitrile gloves and things like that? Yeah, actually, they do. Now, again, is it the same quality that you're going to get at some of the other places that are out there? No, but depending upon what you're doing, you may not need that. And if you don't, and, they got, mm-hmm. and again, they've got all sorts of things that even, you know, guys that, you know, again, NAPA is one of our big sponsors and love them dearly, so I'm not taking anything away from them. But there's things at Harbor Freight that NAPA doesn't even sell. I mean, everything from, you know, tool storage to just miscellaneous things that, you know, they're either they're going to have. Or if they have it, they're going to have to bring it in. Things along those lines, as far as uh, you know, Napa goes. But you know, like an ammo can, for example, you're not buying an ammo can from Napa, but you can buy an ammo can from Harbor right. Freight. And what can you do with an ammo can? You, you can put all kinds of crap in it. You you can you can store all sorts of various things in it, tools, etc. So again, there's all sorts of things there that, frankly, you kind of don't find anywhere else. And is their quality solid? It depends. <laughs> Depends. Like we just heard a moment ago, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, and that's where you have to just sort of, uh, how do I want to say this? You, you, you have to look and shop, and if you find something that you really like, then buy it because it may not be there the next time. But anyways, so real quick, Kent, I know this is one of the things that always comes up when you're on that, that we usually get a question on. I'm surprised we haven't. Is there a difference in the quality of glass today versus what we used to have years ago?
9: I don't believe so. Everything has to meet the government requirements for safety standards, or they cannot sell it. So personally, I think they're all the same. We use a lot of different brands in what we do every day, and very seldom do you see any difference. Once in a while, you find a flaw in the glass just because of the way it's made. But they're basically all the same, and they have to meet certain requirements that we can't Which, if there's a
0: flaw, you just deal with that and get another one, and away you go. And Again, no. People are making the glass. Is every single piece of glass going to be absolutely perfect? No, you're going to find a flaw here, and they're like just like you do anything else. Yeah, any product, will right? Have that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So you just take care of it.
9: Take care of it. Buy another one and move okay, on.
0: Okay, so you because we've you know I've heard from people over the years, you know listeners, and I think even some folks get the stigma that oh, that's a cheap windshield. It's cheap glass. That means it's not the same as what I'm going to go buy if I buy a factory glass.
9: It's all the same. (laughs) Because the factory doesn't make its own, does it? The factory doesn't make its own, and it's probably made over here at the same factory, and they just put a different stamp on it.
0: Now, I will say this. For some of you originalists, where you've got a car that, you know, you want the original look and feel that it had from the factory. So maybe you've got a Jeep. And you want the little Jeep that's down in the corner of the windshield, and you want that to be there. Yes, you will have to buy a windshield from Jeep yes. to get that little logo so, because no one else can sell that windshield with like that logo on that, it, right? A
9: Mopar brand glass Correct. with a Jeep on the corner.
0: It, but you're going to pay more money to have you're that. you
9: pay a lot more money for it.
0: Because uh, there's, there's royalties and things along those lines as to why that's even there in the first it's place. It's
9: a good advertising.
0: And that's why they do some of this as far as the manufacturer goes because they know that if you want that exact same piece of glass back in it you have to come back to them to buy it yep. right yep
9: exactly
5: Yeah, we're able to buy that glass we buy car light glass with the ford logo on it and dodge and so the, our shop can buy it just like anybody else can it's just more money right yeah.
0: yeah okay so and and typically what are we looking at difference in price what's the, what's the cost so use that jeep as an example so take a jeep wrangler One's a Mopar, you know, logoed, all that glass versus one that is not. What are we looking at? Difference? You're
5: going to look at three to four hundred dollars more.
0: Probably fifty percent wow. more. Holy yeah. cow! For
5: yeah, for a hmm. Ford F one fifty for the little logo on it, it's three hundred dollars more.
0: Oh, that's okay. I was thinking, well, you know, if it's a hundred bucks or so, you know, pay the extra hundred bucks and get the Mopar it's, one and call it's it good.
5: Considerable. Wow. Yeah.
0: Which tells you. The majority of that's going in Mopar's pocket because the glass itself, there is no difference in.
9: Because the cost to us is considerably more to purchase that same piece.
0: So, because it's logoed.
9: It's
5: logoed.
0: Okay. okay. I mean, I knew there were more money. I didn't know it was that much more. Okay.
5: And there is logos all over the vehicle, so it's not like it's the only one on the vehicle. Right. So you kind of have to decide if so it's if you're the that money. So if you're
0: that particular individual like me, you really have to think about how particular do I want to be and spend the money to be that particular, exactly. right? Exactly. And In it other will words, break, do I want that? It'll it's break gonna the break. same. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Good point. John, John
0: and Thornton, you're next. Go ahead.
7: Uh, I've got a 2008 Ford Escape hybrid. Okay. And if I don't drive it within about two weeks the the uh motor battery goes dead not, okay, not the main battery right uh I bought one of those solar uh maintainers and they're junk uh this one's putting out twenty four volts. Is that gonna hurt the computer system in that
0: um yeah, I would not want to put that on the battery if there's actual twenty four volts coming out of it. No, I would not. Yeah, because there's a twelve volt system, so no, I would not put a twenty four volt charger. Is it meant to be twenty four? Is it supposed to be twelve? No, it's meant to be twelve. Then well, there's a problem with it because sh- yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be. I would not put that on there. Okay, that's and I and again and I am. This is one where you go to Napa. Buy an actual battery tender, especially if you've got the ability to plug in. Yes, you have to have the ability to plug in an extension cord or in the garage or a wall or something along those lines. But if you do that, John, the, the advantage to the battery tender versus any of the solar chargers is there's a computer inside the battery tender that knows exactly how much charge the battery needs, and it keeps it topped off at all times. It's, it's a smart charger. Think of it that way.
7: Okay, I do have one of them on there. I was just trying to go to solar.
0: Yeah, I've never, just personally speaking, I've not had any luck with the solar, you know, battery chargers along those lines. I've got one on a trailer I've got that's supposed to keep the trailer battery, you know, charged up when it's outside. It doesn't work for beans. Uh I'm always charging that battery. It's junk.
7: Yeah, and as far as Harbor Freight tools go, I bought it. I, I needed a battery drill just for one little job, and I bought one there for like 15 bucks. That was, and I used it for like six years. There you go. Finally, the charger went bad.
0: There you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, so, so, and again, some of their it. stuff for, for what you're talking about, they work. They work fine.
7: Yeah.
0: And just no issues.
7: Acid. Yeah. You know, I knocked it off the ladder. I knocked it off the roof, and it just kept on
0: going. Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Good job, well, John. No, much. thank you very much. Appreciate it, Jeff, in Western Montana. You are next. Go ahead, Jeff.
6: Yeah. I've uh, last call. I forgot to mention that I've had a discussion with a uh, a, diff- a con group about sulfation. Um, I've gone through two batteries on that SSR we bought a couple years ago and uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, at first I was thought I was just getting bad batteries, but I, after doing more research, I found out that uh, I was just letting them discharge, and that I had probably caused a battery problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys had talked about maintaining, putting a maintainer on, and had briefly mentioned uh, sulfation in a prior show. But I, from what I read, uh, it, it's a uh, actually kind of a complex problem, and it. And to cut to the chase, the best thing is to discharge the battery as little as possible and always bring it back as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's where the maintainers the and I've I've
0: you know personal experience, and I've got some vehicles that I. I don't drive a whole lot, and I just, well, for example, I just uh, this past uh, fall sold my 2012 Corvette that I had that, frankly, and I've had a maintainer on that since the day I bought it, Jeff, and again, it, it finally left me in October. I had never put a battery in that, which means it was 10 years old, and it started and ran fine. Wow. So
9: that's good. <laughs> well, that's kind of
6: what I had read and heard and everything, so I just wanted to encourage people that, And this was, you know, yeah, this was a garage queen, too, that, you know, she's she gets driven in the summer mostly, and that's
0: about it. um, Yeah, a car of mine had 3,500 miles on it, sold it, battery was original. I'd never put a battery in it from 2012, and I sold that in the, you know, end of 2022, so it was actually 10, well, that car was built early early 2012, so that car was, you know, that battery was uh, 11 years old and still started and ran fine, and I traded her off. And somebody else probably driving it right now with the same battery, Jeff.
6: <laughs> yep, and it's all because you just didn't let the, sulfation, That's right. the excess of salvation That's right,
0: exactly. So, yeah, no, I'm a big believer in the tenders. You, you, if you're not driving a vehicle every day and letting that thing sit even a couple of weeks at a time, you should have a tender on it.
6: Yep, and they will pay for themselves. They
0: will, because, o- uh, wh- over and over and over again. Yep. Good one. Okay, Jeff, yes, no, sir. appreciate it very much. Yeah, in his case, just think think about this. Battery tenders are are only uh, $40, 50 bucks, depending upon which model you buy. Batteries are now 150 bucks or above. Oh, yeah, they definitely pay for themselves. Jody in Colorado Springs, you're next.
4: Hey, guys, how are you?
0: Good, how are you?
4: I'm doing good as well. Thank you so much for asking. I called in before about an F-150, and you guys were great help. I'm hoping maybe you can do it again.
0: Okay. What you got? I've
4: got a 2009 Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's got a vibration, not at acceleration, not at braking, but just at a steady like you're trying mm-hmm. to keep
0: the speed limit, mm-hmm. 45,
4: 55, 65, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's like when you're just feathering the throttle, mm-hmm. it'll sometimes do it. It's every mechanic I've ever talked to, they want to go straight to that Jeep death wobble. It's not it. If no, it's, it's probably the in the
0: line oh. itself. Uh, at what speed? Well, it does it at,
4: at 45, 55.
0: Can you drive out of it? Around
4: 60. You can, well, yeah. If you hit the accelerator, it stops. If
0: you no, what I meant is can right you off, drive so out of it with speed? So let's say you get up to 80 at cruising speed. Is it still there at 80?
4: I don't think so. Nope. Nope. Okay. usually freeway speeds. I don't okay. I don't. I don't see it in cruise control. I've replaced the tires. I've replaced the wheels. I've replaced the. No, you box,
0: shouldn't. Okay, hang on, hang tight. Back. We <laughs> got to take a break here. Top of the hour news, Jody. I've got some some suggestions. So hang tight. We'll come back and finish that up right after we get done with the news here. Mike in Masonville, you hang tight as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
12: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive radio dot com. Email your questions and comments.